Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of Absolute Browns. After a long, long, long hiatus, we have returned to talk about, well, the Browns. And with me is my co-host, as always, Big Town Brown. Yo, Darth, what's going on today? How you doing? Oh, pretty good. How about yourself? Doing all right. Ready to talk to some Browns football. Talk a little bit about hard knocks and preseason game one. Get a little hype in us. That's right. Roof, roof, roof. <laughs> uh, so where do you want to start tonight? Uh, you know, might as, well, might as well start about hard knocks. You know, what was your uh, what was your initial impressions of? And you know, have you watched before in the past with other teams? And are you a big follower? Or you know, how uh, how core cool are you hard knocks? Uh, this is, I think, I watched. It was either hard knocks or was it a, a Amazon series that they did on uh, the Rams a couple years ago. I watched that. I don't. Don't, I can't remember if that was Hard Knocks or not. I think it was. I watched a few episodes of that just to kind of get an idea of uh, Greg Williams before we got him. But honestly, yep. never watched Hard Knocks beforehand because I had no interest in it because it wasn't my team. Uh, did really enjoy the actual the episode, uh, the first episode. Um, pretty enlightening, I, at least I'd say. Yeah, you know, I, I do enjoy Hard Knocks. I've watched it. In the past, before you know, nothing religiously where I TVR and made sure I watched it every time. But you know, if it was on, I definitely watched it. Wayne would, of course, religiously watch the one with the Browns, and yeah, definitely enlightening. Uh, it's it's crazy, you know, of how core you know hardcore those cameras are everywhere, mm-hmm. and they record every and they record everything, you know, oh, yeah. everything from you know Hugh Jackson, you know, going through his. Uh, issue with his mother and brother dying you know mm-hmm. uh big condolence to him and his family of course yes um and you know just just everything they everything they show. i mean there's got to be in that little one hour episode of how much just imagine how much film they made you know how much film they heard off of that yeah 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 exactly um that and uh you I got you. You got a little bit more of aspect of how people's personalities are, specifically like uh, Jarvis Landry. Um, I'm, I'm the dude is just a baller as a player, but as a person, he seems really awesome too. So that was kind of cool to see. Get a little bit more into him with, or more detail of knowing him compared to how it used or compared to beforehand. Yeah, sure, sure. And one thing about Jarvis Landry, you know, his speech, you know, he even said he's a real quiet guy, you know, until it's time to say something, you know. Mm. He's usually the leader that steps up and says something. So a little bit more Jarvis Landry to see if he, you know, actually was that type of player, for, you know, if it was just a big show, you know, for the cameras. And even when he was in Miami, I mean, you know, real quiet, real, real humble guy, showed up to work, did his, did his work, leader on the field, leader off the field, definitely shows examples of how to be a professional in this league. So I don't think anything was, you know, put on for show. Speech might have been, you know, put on for show. Who, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, but everything, everything that dude had to say is, you know, to the point. And to the point of where the Browns' state of mind was heading into the season, you know. And like he said, you know, he can't take days off because he can't get great that way. No. And that was, you know, that was, you know, kind of – you know, I, I I have mixed feelings about how the other receivers kind of took it, 
You know, um, mm-hmm. the only one, the only one, if you watch that film, the only one I really saw, like, trying to make eye contact with Landry was Callaway. Yeah, yeah. And that was, a, that was who they should afterwards and he kind of gave you know a little like a little yes nod afterwards yeah uh one player i wasn't too impressed with was coleman and that was the dude laid you know laid back all lackadaisy with his hood up seems totally disinterested in, you know any to say and you know well he was cut soon probably soon after that speech probably <laughs> yeah 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 with i mean i had to been at least within a week or so yeah, but I mean that's you know that's the what the state of mind of the Browns were you know uh, a team that you could go to and you know get your get your days off of when you need them and not really expect to be put in a lot of work you know like like Jarvis said you know if you're not hurt if your hamstring's not falling off the bone yeah you know you need you need to be on the field you need to be practicing mm-hmm. you know any any points out of that you know that kind of mentality of not having that is contagious and we've seen it well over the years of how contagious it can be oh oh yeah in fact in fact i think some of coleman's things were because of things of the past he just took after other people and i mean we got our Dwayne bows and our kenny brits and well now you can add coleman to the list as wide receivers who don't put the effort in and you can also throw in justin gilbert but he wasn't wide receiver but same kind of concept Sure, and those players, you know, aren't with us anymore. Yeah, some of them aren't even in the NFL anymore. So, yep, yep. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I, I, I'm liking this hard knocks thing. I mean, like I said, I was kind of indifferent about the whole thing, mainly, like I said, because I've never really paid attention to it. I think I watched a couple episodes a few years ago when they did the Rams, uh, just so I can get a glimpse about. Um, uh, Greg Williams. Yeah, yeah, uh, Greg Williams. So we could um, uh, before we before he actually started coaching here, but other than that, I really didn't care. But I do enjoy it. I'm gonna watch it, and I will watch it religiously. But it's only because it's the Browns, and I like the Browns. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, after after this season, if we don't, you know, if we don't get it again, I mean, I probably will, you know, won't watch it. Like I said, you know, not religiously at all. Mm-hmm. Of course, so. What other uh, what other takes you got off of Hawks? Anything stood no. out to you? Uh, no. I mean, because c- you could argue or talk about the whole you know coach infighting and everything, but I think that was. I mean, some of you got to think about all that stuff can be easily taken out of context and stuff like that. So are you talking about uh, Haley disagreeing with you and the, with the days off and everything? Yeah, I think it's just a bunch of hoopla just for the cameras. Uh, you know, you you can cut a film, make it look worse than it is. Because at the end of the day, if he really did not want to be here, he would have left. I mean, he would have either left or he would have not showed up or not, well, not know, even came here. It's good that they disagree, you know, and it's and it's good that and it's good that Haley says something about it, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's also good that Hugh says something about it too, you know. Hugh could just be a pushover and say, yeah, you know, you're you're right. We need to do it this way. Well. That's not the mindset of a, of a head coach. Say what you want to say about Hugh Jackson, but, you know, yeah, he is the head coach, you know. So, mm-hmm. fi- final say on the, you know, on the, you know, somebody needs a day off. He's got final say on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, he's got he's got players like, you know, like Duke Johnson. do get hurt pretty easily. Yeah. You know, so, so if he, you know, if he wants to give him a day off, you know, here and there, then, you know, so be it, you know. But, you know, like you said, the, the, cameras, the cameras made it look like, 
Haley disagreed with what you said. Um, Haley said something along the lines of uh, living our fears. And then the camera showed Hugh Chucklin afterwards, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, who's to say that, you know, that's that chuckle of Hugh wasn't something that happened two minutes ago and they just got in there, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, you know, it, it's hard, hard to say, you know, if, if that timeline went along with that, you know, but how they how they made it look was, you know, Haley said, you know, he disagrees with it. And Hugh said, I don't know what you have to say you're you're over in that seat. I'm over in this seat. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is, you know, it's good for TV, of course. Well, that that's the whole point of it. <laughs> sure. It's just for some uh, ratings and views. But sure. Yeah, well, yeah, that that pretty much wraps up my opinion on Hard Knocks. Uh, it's it's nothing like 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 I said, I enjoy watching it, but it's not where it's like I need to talk about Hard Knocks and all that stuff. Do you have a favorite? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to it as it's a like say it's just a you know a TV show. Do you have a favorite on Hard Knocks? Favorite what? Like just say, just say it's just a TV show and it's not real. Do you have a favorite character? If it was like that. Well, right now, I mean, for the fact it's the first episode, so uh, you, you only have like three main ones, and I'm gonna have to go with Nasib, but yeah, just just because yeah. your favorite financial advisor. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, he he got a lot. He got a little bit of uh, flack about that um, uh, Taylor Swift thing that you know he was. Gonna- he was going to buy a Rolex to impress her. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I would say my I would say my favorite guy on uh, Hard Knocks has got to be Brogan. That dude looks like he was cast f- specifically for that show and for his little, you know, 30 seconds of fame, you know. Uh, S- Stock in the RV with snacks. Come on, man. Uh, sounds about That's, that sounds exactly like you. Oh yeah, that's that's my dream job there. Just uh, be the fourth string Browns quarterback, stocking the RV with snacks for the starters. Uh, that's funny. Sign me up for that. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to move on from that and get into? Yeah, let's get into uh, game game one of the preseason. Yes, yes. You know the the, the important things. Yeah, one one victory down, three more to go to return the back-to-back undefeated season champions. Oh yes, that is correct. So, uh, what was your first first initial pre- impression of that game? Uh, first initial impression of that game is these boys got toughness. Okay. They 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 ain't on the field to mess around. That hit that Ward laid out, stood over him, flexed on him. I love that. Uh, now, granted, you're going to get a penalty every time, mm-hmm. but you know, come on now, you you tell me that week one he lays that hit on Antonio Brown and separates his collarbone and stands over him and starts barking at him. You're not going to go nuts, you know? Oh yeah. Jar- Jarvis did the same thing. You know, he made an impressive catch. The the D backs, you know, tried to jaw at him and jawed right back at him, you know. And, you know, he got his penalty from, you know, taunting, you know, when he spun the ball down and, you know, whatever. But um, the mental toughness of these guys, I mean, good Lord. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do too. And uh, it was actually kind of funny. I was, when I was watching the game, and 
you know how we are so used to watching the Browns, especially the last past three years, where you know, like, like you watch it and you just have this gut feeling where something's bad about to happen, and you're just waiting for it, and it just you you, you could see it, you could feel it, and I think I yeah. have PTSD from the last three years. So I'm sitting there watching, and like I'm having this nervousness, and then I see Baker step up in the pocket and lo- lands the ball. I'm like. <gasps> That's never happened before. Oh yeah, um, pass rushes on him. Pass rushes on him. Baker steps up in the pocket, makes a defender miss, and throws a receiver in stride. Even the, I mean, okay, the the first the first drive of the game, uh, what what uh, they had the one pass to uh, Landry, uh, then it got with the penalty, and then they end up punting. I'm like, all right, that is totally Browns right there. Okay, I feel good, I feel fine on that. And then we get the ball back. Or then we bend, don't break. Um, the Giants get the field goal. All right, all right. This this feels normal. We're good. We're good. And all of a sudden, the next drive, we go out and score a touchdown. And a touchdown with a how how long was that run by Njoku on that touchdown? Uh, that was that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, that total drive, I think, was you know a sixty yard drive. Um, now, granted, you know it it, it it ran quick because you know Njoku had that great catch, but. I mean, very impressive. Very impressive outing by, you know, Baker, and I'm sure we're going to touch on that in a minute. But, you know, how about Byrod? I mean, you know, oh, eight yeah. plays, five for five, 99 yards and a touchdown. Oh, yeah. I mean. You can't get much better than that. No, no, not at all. You can't. I'm, <laughs> I mean, oh, sorry here. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I liked everything we saw out of Tyrod. It's, you know, granted it's preseason. We got to, you know, think about that, you know, the whole time we talk and get hyped up. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, you couldn't ask for a better outing out of Tyrod. He did everything he, you know, was supposed to do. It was perfect throwing the ball. Um, no incompletions, like I said, five for five, 99 yards and a touchdown to Njoku. Um, and you know he played it. You know he played his uh, two series, and you know he was he was out. You know that's and that's what you want to do out of your starting quarterback is get him out there, get him in for a touchdown, the first preseason game, and get him off the field uninjured. And that's exactly what we did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In uh, when was the last time that we actually played a preseason game where our first are playing into other teams first, and we actually score a touchdown? It's been a while. I mean, because. You think about like the last last year. Our, I think, our, I think our, Kaiser, Kaiser Kaiser might have had one, you know, preseason game three, but that was probably about it. Yeah, exactly, and um, because I mean, yeah, it, it was kind of nice to actually see it wasn't a complete mess. Now, granted, there is one thing that we do need to work on and get get figured out. The O line needs to get healthy and gelled together so our running they backs do. can get going because we have no run game i mean at least that's what it looked like last night no or not last night but thursday no run game whatsoever i agree i agree and you know i i don't know if part of it was uh who was the running back you know it kind of looked like that for me i mean nick chubb took up majority of the snaps i think he played you know almost half the game uh, he had 15 carries for only 11 yards. I mean, you do the math; that's less than a yard per carry. Yes. Uh, he did. He did have one catch. You know, his catch was impressive. Extended mm-hmm. the drive. Was able to pick up, a, you know, a first down off of that. 
Um, but then, like, you know, you throw a veteran in there, like, um, you know, just for an example, like Matthew Days, yeah. you know. He had three carries for 13 yards. Now, whoa, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. I wouldn't call him a veteran. He's a second-year guy. Technically, that's a veteran. Not really a veteran. Now, Hyde is so – So what's a, what's a veteran then, third-year guy? Third or fourth year. I mean, it's the okay. easy it's the easy rule. Come on. Okay, sure. Yeah. Sure, okay. I'll agree with you. But, you know, even Duke Johnson, one carry for three yards, that's averaging three yards per carry. Yeah. You know, that's a hell of a lot better than, you know, less than a yard per carry. So it's it, it's kind of, you know, who was in there running to me that I saw. Uh, I seen Nick Chubb uh, do a lot of things unorthodox of him, you know, coming out of college. Uh, he's always been a north to south runner. He kind of stutter-stepped and looked to kick to the outside mm-hmm. uh, very prematurely and missed those uh, quick holes because there was there if he would have hit that hole hard he would have probably been able to pick up two three four five yards you know per carry off of that but it kind of looked like you know he he was slow getting to the line of scrimmage off the handoff and you know kind of stuttered and then wanted to you know that then the hole was closed so he tried to bounce to the outside yeah yeah so he, he just needs to show more initial burst uh, coming off that handoff, finding the initial hole and hitting it. Yes, yes, I, I, I agree with that. So um, that's going to be something we need to uh, keep an eye on on uh, the next two preseason games. Uh, and, you know, kind of, kind of going back to what you were saying about the, um, you know, the O-line, uh, about, you know, they need the jaw together and everything like that. I mean, it's, it's a very uh, – I don't know. A lot of people are mad about the O-line we have together right now. You know, we kicked um, Batonio at the left tackle, which looks like to be the better option right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then had Corbett play, you know, left guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the right side didn't seem to, you know, show too much um, – give up too much pressure or anything like that. Uh, as a matter of fact, the uh, pass blocking was excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent, pa- excellent pass blocking. Uh, we only gave up one sack and three quarterback hits in that entire game. Yeah. You know, e- even when we went into our, you know, bag of, um, you know, second and third string guys, you know. Well, our, our, our uh, Zeitler was out, so we actually had our backup uh, right guard in there the whole game, just about. Yeah, Spencer Durango uh, played in for Zeitler there at right guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Durango, hell, he played 77% of the, you know, 77%. Same with uh, Corbett at left guard. Yes. And so, then, you know, they're, 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 giving, they're giving Corbett reps. Um, now, granted, you know, on those three quarterback hits, two of them were Corbett's fault. But, yeah. you know, you can throw the whole, hey, the guy's a rookie, you know, in there. Mm-hmm. Give him a little time, see what happens. Let, let, let this line gel up. Give him a little time, see what happens. Yeah, you know, next preseason game, I would like to see better um, uh, better runs out of the running backs. Yes. Because- I think it can happen, but like I said, you know, Chubb has to, has to throw that initial burst and hit it right up the middle. Yeah, but like I said um- – out of all the section or the the, the units in the uh, team, I, the one that I'm worried about is the most is uh, the um, uh, O line. So yeah, absolutely, hey, and that's you know how many years have we been able to say that about the O line? You know that that's now granted that's a huge weakness. Don't get me wrong, you know, but if if you know if we're in the, in the indication of you know stick with the run, stick with the run, stick with the run, but our passing game is great. You know, like we've shown in preseason week one, um, when you have Callaway, you know, um, 
racking up 87 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Higgins had 66 yards. Jarvis, you know, Jarvis was two for two, had 36 yards. And Joku had a big day. You know, if, if, if our pass game is going to be legit great, then I don't really care about the run. Well, not, not saying we should abandon it, but, you know. Well, then that's how you get uh... – what was it? Was it twenty fifteen? The Josh McCown numbers? They, was he was yeah, twenty fifteen numbers where he was getting outrageously high numbers, but uh, we had no. Yeah, but Josh, Josh McCown had a lot of garbage time numbers too. He racked up garbage time numbers. I know, but still, I I want to I want to see I want to see, see a real run game. I want to see a fifty fifty. I want us to have a <coughs> break a hundred yards rushing per game at least. Yeah, it'd be nice. So, we it'd need be really to, nice. That's that's the one thing that that I am a little uh, weary on when it comes to this team now. All right, so let's get into the quarterback of the future, supposedly for the Cleveland Browns, Mister Baker Mayfield. What were your initial impressions? Did you have any expectations going into the game? Uh, my my expectations was don't. Don't look like I don't know. I, pretty much, my only expectation was him not looking like a complete ball of trash. I knew he wasn't gonna look like that, where he looked like uh, Johnny Football after uh, um, two weeks ago in the Canadian Football League throwing four interceptions. I knew we weren't gonna see that. That was my expectation. Was that and because I'm a Browns fan, I've been hurt so many times, the bar is low for me, so um, but after watching him, I'm going to say is that kid has the goods he definitely has the goods um, and you know, I, I agree with you you know, my expectations went into it were, weren't skyrocketing high I was going to, you know, I definitely think he was going to come in and light the world on fire mm-hmm. um, but you know, my expectations were you know, kind of the same of hey, don't look like trash, look competent protect the football yes. and what he and that's exactly what he did yes and uh i and this is going back to what, what originally brought about the game was the whole ptsd thing is i don't know watching him going moving in that pocket and stuff like that it's like i'm waiting for you know the interception the sack the fumble um you know him uh, the incomplete pass or throwing it away, doing this, doing that, specific things that you know we've so used to seeing from you know the Kaisers and the Kesslers and the Hogans of the world out there, and they just kind of it's like they almost have it, but they're just right there. But and then you see him gets the ball, he steps up in the pocket and just launches it. And it's like, wait, that's that's what quarterbacks are supposed to do. Did, did, did he he made a pass? Yeah, every, everything that he showed at Oklahoma looks like it's going to transition into the NFL. Uh, one of the big things I did like about him coming out of college is his ability to adjust his arm to make pretty much every sort of throw. You know, he gives a little sidearm when the – you know, defensive linemen have their hands up to get it around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his ball placement looks very solid. Um, everything everything that he's shown in practice and during training camp and you know, that preseason week one, there's there's a there's a whole hell of a lot of promise. But you know, we're Browns fans. We've seen it before. Buyer beware, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Can't say can't say you know. Hey, it's different this time because we say that we say that every year. Now maybe if we say that every year, we could say that this time. But you know. What I, what I got to say out of Baker is, you know, hey, let's 
let's keep it up, kid. Doing a good job. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. You know, prog- um, show progression. Um, you know, keep working. Keep grinding. Yeah, and uh, that back, sh- those back uh, shoulder throws that he had were on fire. The, th- the way he throws in- into with anticipation, the way he steps out of the pocket, way he keeps looking, even when the play breaks down and he's starting to run, he still keeps his eyes downfield looking for a play still before he has to finally tuck and run at the last second because there is no other option just oh yeah absolutely absolutely you know what if i if i saw that kid play and i know it's preseason and i I know not to get too much drinking too much the kool-aid but had i saw that i would not have saw or saw that video didn't know who it was i would never guess that was a rookie never no, he looked, he looked like a seasoned veteran out there. He really, really did. Now, grain of salt, you know, he played against backups, third stringers. Um, but, you know, he was also playing, you know, with backup line, you know, third string line mm-hmm. um, for most of the second half, you know. Mm-hmm. And when the pressure broke down, he still stepped up to the pocket. And even there was a couple of throws, I think there were two – a couple of the Higgins where he caught it falling down. Yeah. That was still great ball placement though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's there no other place to put that ball that, to make a, you know, make a completion. Um, and one of them was a big third and 15 mm-hmm. and he threw it for like 22 yards to Higgins. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that, uh, then you have then you have the pass to Callaway on the sidelines. Yes. Perfect freaking pass. Hit him right in stride, right where he can catch it and put his toes down. Yes, and, and I you got to give credit for Callaway for knowing how to put or get his toes down the way he did. Because oh yeah, that 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 is you have to have that awareness because you don't have that awareness. Uh, you, you you throw Hollywood or not or Ricardo Lewis or uh, Corey Coleman in that situation, either they're not going to catch it or their foot's not going to be down. They'll probably give up on the ball and just let it sail out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, that's probably you know? that's probably true. So and that's uh, that's one thing I want to touch on. Big hat tip to Callaway, man. I mean, you know, with mm-hmm. with all the with all the drama and stuff coming down on him right now with the uh, you know the car thing and you know uh, gun piece and a little flake of marijuana in his car. You know, he must have took a piss test and must have passed it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, because I mean, there's, there's no there's no way that that's going to happen. And you're not going to get tested that day or the next day. Yeah, and there would have been an announcement if he got suspended by now. Yeah, I so mean, he, he's I, so in theory his little his little story. I'm going to stick with him on his little story of didn't know what was in there. You know, we're talking about a fragment of marijuana um, from what some friends have told me about marijuana. You know, hey, if there's a little piece in there and you know it's been sitting there all the time, you really can't smell it. That's what I hear anyway, you know. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I got to stick with the kid and stick with the story because, you know, hey, that's a story. He's sticking to it, and there's nothing to prove it otherwise. Yeah, exa- right? exactly. And he, and he came out and played well over half of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, he only had three catches. But he had three catches for 87 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That, that that pass, that pass that um, Mayfield hit him on stride, he broke a tackle and just sprinted. All the way for the end zone. Oh, you yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. This- oh, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So, you know, and, you know, in Higgins, Higgins, you know, as well, like I said earlier, he had 66 yards on four catches, you know, and five targets, you know. So it looks like for once, you know, our receiving core is not a weak, not a weak point. And neither is the tight end, you know. Yes. I mean, yes. How many touchdowns? What did Njoku have? Two touchdowns? Yes, sir. 
Yeah, two touchdowns, man. Now, he didn't have a lot of yards. He probably only had about 50 yards, but he still, you know, racked up two touchdowns, caught the ball when he needed to. Um, looking at the stat line right now, he only had three targets, caught the ball twice for two touchdowns. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. That means both of his catches were touchdowns. Exactly. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a hundred percent touchdown to reception rate. Yeah, that, I'll take that. And, and you, you have to give him credit because I, I know one of his issues from last year was his hand, people were talking about his hands. He had a tendency to drop the ball here and there, especially in bad times. Of course, yeah. question is how much was that him needing to learn, and how much was that the guy throwing the ball itself? Because you, and ball placement, yeah. Exactly. You ball, put it, ball you placement. Put it into a spot. You put it into a spot where the guy's comfortable catching the ball. Now, granted, you can have ball placement where it's a little bit over your head, but if you're not, you know, he's first year in the league last year. You know that. That and also you got to think is uh, the actual um, speed of the ball because they're launching a missile at your hands. And you're not going to yep. be able to catch that no matter how you try. Uh, yep. Because I and I think that, and that's the thing is. It looks like is Mayfield has the has a touch on the ball. He has oh, the he has touch. A good touch. He has the he touch. He was he was he wasn't missing balls in there, you know, throwing rockets and throwing it a hundred miles an hour. He he put good touch on it, put it where it needed to be. Uh, kid looked impressive, man. Looked very impressive. It's 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 hard. We I always got to say it's only preseason. The kid's a rookie. We've seen this before. We've seen this so many times. We get so hyped up about a quarterback, and then they're garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, I don't care. I'll say I'll say every single year. You know, hey, even if Baker Mayfield doesn't pan out and we draft a quarterback next year, I'll probably say the same damn thing about that kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but I, I don't see it with him. I mean, you know, he, he looks good. I mean, you know, even even all the um, big time analysts are saying, you know, that they love absolutely love this kid. Well, that, 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 well except for uh, uh, Colin Coward. Who's uh, oh Colin Coward got it out for Baker Mayfield? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But uh, th- and that's the thing is, it's not us Browns fans telling us or con- trying to convince ourselves that we have something here. No, we have actual national media people going, "That kid looked legit. Like seriously, look legit." Browns, you're onto something, and they probably never thought they'd ever say that. And it's like, it's nice not to being. Sound like the laughing stock. Oh, look at them! Their first round pick, overall pick. He looks like crap. That's what that you know. I'm so used to that kind of stuff. So it's and, you know, there's 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 still some people out there. I was listening to a couple of different shows this morning while I was doing some stuff around the house. And I mean, you know, there's a, I mean, the Browns are all over the media right now. Of course, they are with hard knocks and having the rookie quarterback first, you know, first overall pick that looks decent. Um, they're all over the media right now. So I heard a couple of different shows where they were talking about him, and you know, somebody would say, "Hey, you know, this kid looks great. This kid looks great." And then somebody else would step in. I'm not buying it. I've seen it before. You know, I'm not. You know, the Browns are always going to be a laughing stock. Well, uh, well, we haven't proven otherwise yet. Yeah. Not yeah. in the regular season. We, you know, we, we haven't given them anything to prove otherwise yet. And I'll tell you what, you know, give me that give me that week one win against Pittsburgh. And, I mean, yeah, not saying not saying it's a must win, but that will surely, surely change the narrative really, really quick. You, that will shut a lot of people's mouths mm-hmm. on that. Oh. We can win. We can win all the preseason games we want, but when it comes down to mattering, and it seems like you know we always you know past two years we've gotten the hard straw of you know facing a powerhouse like Pittsburgh, you know, 
hey, give give me that give me that week one win, man. That's that's what I want. Yes, 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 I do. And it, and week one's so easy to win for teams too. You know, there's a, week one. I mean, if if you're a betting man and you bet on you know games and stuff like that. You're hard. You're hard. Betting on week one is like betting on week seventeen. It's so hard. It's so hard to gauge what teams are going to win, and you know this, that, and the other. You know, yeah. there's so many teams that start out four and zero, and then just completely fall apart once you know everybody else has gelled and figured them out. You know, that are people that teams that go zero and four and all of a sudden take off too. Right, right. I mean, it, it does take, you know, you, you got to remember that, hey, yeah, they do play preseason, but they also play a lot of backups, and they play their backups a lot. You know, they got to figure out who they got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and also, uh, especially with the Steelers, because uh, uh, yeah, there's one thing that, that does help and uh, are in, in our benefit is uh, Le'Veon Bell. Um, oh, I hope he's out. Not being at training camp right now. Oh yeah, I hope he's. Uh, don't mind my uh, my noises in the background here as I shuffle beers around the corner. Just playing drum set. Uh, that's right. That's right. But um, yeah, because they won't have or because if you remember last year, Bell didn't look great, great against us, and we kind of almost looked like a real team there that first week. We shut him low if it wasn't for Antonio Brown's miraculous catch or a block kick out of the end zone. We probably would have had that game. Yeah, yeah. If we would have definitely scored more points than them, I'm sure we would have won that game. And that goes back to what I was saying about, you know, we were kind of a trash team last year, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that goes back to what I was saying, you know, trash teams can be good teams come week one. You know, most most good teams don't have it figured out in week one. No, no. Because they because they spent all preseason resting their starters um, and playing their backups to fine-tune their back into their 53. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, to where, you know, you have teams that aren't so great have spent most of the preseason playing most of their starters to get a gauge of, hey, who do we have? Mm-hmm. Now, good teams won't play their starters a lot in preseason because they already know who they have. And then it takes them a couple weeks in the regular season to start juggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, most teams, usually they'll play, if they do don't play their starters most games, they will play it part of the third quarter or third game and that's about sure. it sure so sure uh one thing i want to touch on with um one really 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 good sign that i saw and that was out of todd haley's um offensive play calling something that came over from pittsburgh is how well he's going to use those tight ends and how many times he's going to use those tight ends you know you, you like i said you saw Najoku have a big day um then you have who was that Guy, you're gonna to have to help me with pronunciation on his last name. That uh, tight end, the white kid with long, wavy blonde hair. Uh, let me let me pull. Caduce. Think you uh, pronounce it Caduce? Uh, uh, yeah, Caduce or something like that. That's A J U S T E. Yeah, but I think it's pronounced Caduce. I mean, heck, that that dude that dude balled out. You know, he had a couple catches for you know close to thirty yards on two targets. And so I, th- I think that he's gonna he's gonna utilize in you know heavily, especially if we have guys like Higgins, Jarvis, and uh, Callaway, you know, spreading teams out. It's gonna be easy for that tight end to come up the middle, mm-hmm. or even the you know run wheel wheel routes with uh, you know Duke Johnson, and you know draw the linebackers out. That's gonna you know have the tight ends become extra wide open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's so much 
it's so nice to actually see our, our, our tight ends on the field more than, you know, 30% of the offensive snaps we're getting. Yeah. It, it's it's like we run, know how to uh, run a f- offense now. Since, since since when did this become a thing? Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. But, uh, you know, one of the uh, – do you have any knocks on preseason? Uh, big things that you didn't like? Um, my biggest issue, like, and we already talked about this, was the offensive line running game not not getting where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, uh, would be the cornerbacks playing still playing like eight yards off the line of scrimmage. Um, mm-hmm. I it, get closer, seriously. It, it it's getting to the point where it's like, all right. You you got they got five yards they need to get a first down. Grant, I know this is mm-hmm. preseason, and I'm hoping this is just vanilla crap that they're working on and stuff like that. And this changes from the season, but if it doesn't, we're in trouble again because we're gonna have that bend don't break, give up field goals here or there, maybe a touchdown here or there, but we don't get you know we're not giving them the three and outs that they we need to you know mm-hmm. keep their offense off the field. Yeah, and that seems to be. Um Greg Williams' defense there is, is going to be that bend, don't break defense. Um, and hey, well, you know, if we can be a bend, don't break defense and not give up a lot of points, but score a lot of points, you know, as, as you always say, outscore the opponent and you win the game. Mm-hmm. You know, so hey, it may work. But I think that, you know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to get down to the nitty gritty of being a smash nose defensive team mm-hmm. um, and putting the fear in, you know, people's eyes that, Hey, you know, we didn't come to mess around. And I think that tone was set in, you know, preseason week one with the starters. Yes. I, I completely agree with that. Um, but yeah, it's that, 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 that is probably my biggest knock on that, or on that, that game would be, uh, how, Greg is still running his defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and another big thing we got to take away from the game, too, is, granted, like we said, we always got to say, we know it's preseason, but them damn penalties, man. And penalties, now, you take away take away them two taunting penalties, because I don't care about those. Mm-hmm. I, want, I, want, I want teams to know that we, we ain't messing around, we're going to hit you in the mouth. Oh, yeah, I'm not worried about you those. Know? Now, if it gets somewhat aggressive to where we're doing it every play and we look like the damn Miami Hurricanes of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a little different, you know. It's a little excessive, you know. It's time to be professional at that point. Yeah. Um, but you know, just the 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 stupid, stupid, stupid penalties, man. I don't remember exactly how many penalties we had or the exact yardage, but I do remember seeing a stat line somewhere, man. It was like 130 yards in penalties. So take away them two um, taunting penalties, and you're still over 100 yards in penalties. Yeah, I'm. Uh... I'm I'm looking at that right now, or look trying to find uh, penalties here, because um, I think we gave up four first downs because of penalties. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that, that that's the that's the what I got here is four first downs because of penalty. And yeah. we we gotta we gotta 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 clean that up. Yes, I, I completely agree on that one. Um. You see anything on it? 
No, no, I'm not saying anything about how many yards we gave up, but but it, it pretty much, yeah, we both we both agree we need to get those penalties clear up, and this is kind of why I this is why I say this is what preseason's for. Now we're in, say we're in game three of preseason, and, and it's still penalty, 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 false start this blue guy offsides, blah blah blah. Then I'm gonna start having it or, or start being worried. Mm-hmm. Unless this is we'll part, see, unless, it's, unless it's that this is part of their plan where they think we're really really crappy and we're playing really crappy in preseason. Then we go out in the real season. Oh, penalties! We know what, we we know what we were doing. We we were doing this on purpose. Well, <laughs> they would have never seen it coming. <laughs> well, it looks like we're a little over halfway into the show. Darth, let's take a short break and get back with the um, – we haven't really touched on it too much. Let's get back on some takeaways from the defensive side of the ball. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. Be right back. All right. This segment is brought to you by the color Roinge. Don't know if you want red or orange? Go Roinge. All right, and we are back. Um, so we, so uh, defense. That is what we're talking about. Defense. The uh, big takeaways from preseason week one from defense. Any likes, dislikes? We got. Um. Honestly. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, I I wasn't too too focused on the defense this one, this game, and that was mainly because well, quarterbacks. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been it's been the bane of our existence for twenty some years, and right now it mm-hmm. looks like we actually have two competent quarterbacks. And so I when I, honestly about the only thing I remember defensively was the the giant play they gave up for Barkley, which I'm swear swear that that Ogba was being held there it looked like he, uh, yeah like like, like he, I mean the dude looked like he was ripping his arm off kind of yeah he, he, yeah he was definitely pushing him under the shoulder pads uh something should have been called I don't know what I don't re- exactly remember what the uh line of view for the officials was on that you know there, of course there's, there's a holding penalty on every single play yeah you know um but yeah it looked pretty blank to me but you know of course, not taking anything away from Barkley. The kid is good. Um, you know that that one one showed why he had drafted number two overall. Now, granted, he had that big run and didn't have too much after that, but he only did have five attempts. Yeah, but um, on the other side of things, we still gave up eighty three yards on the ground during the game, which is less than a hundred. Yeah, yeah. So you know, great. Um, but you know, it was you know kind of the. Uh, we, we looked more focused on our defensive backfield linebackers mm-hmm. and, and tackling. Uh, tackling, you know, off the first initial hit and not letting them break away. Um, one big thing I saw that uh, really, really, really stood out is how well the defensive backs tackled in that game. We didn't give up too many big plays at all. Um, guys weren't catching the ball and then breaking off of tackles and making long strides. 
didn't, didn't see too much of that at all, you know? Yeah. Um, and, he, and we did bring, you know, a couple um quarterback blitzes, you know, drawn up quarterback blitzes. Um, but yeah, just the overall tackling of the defensive backfield really, really, really looked impressive to me. Yes, yes. And, and another thing is kudos to the defense about is the only touchdown that they gave up was due to a uh, short uh, field position because of the fumble. Yes. A pump fumble. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you, you can't really be mad with that. I mean, granted, you like like we said, this preseason and all that stuff. But seriously, when's the last time we gave up only, or allowed the team only 10 points? I mean, seriously. When, when's, a long time. When, when, when's, when's the last time that, that a team scored less than 15 points on us? Been a long time. I, I don't know. I mean, they they got that they got that initial touchdown like you saw for the very short field position, and then not much doing for them after that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, they didn't get the initial touchdown. They got a field goal, or, and the, the touchdown wasn't well, yeah. the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's yeah. that's what I meant. I yeah, I'll say it's like whoa, 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 whoa. Um. But, but uh, one thing that I would like to see coming off of the defense, though, is. Um, more pressure in the backfield of the quarterback. I mean, granted, we were playing, you know, preseason football, but we were playing against this web, you know, who, you know, David Webb looked like absolute garbage out there, but most of that was his fault. You know, he was like 9 or 22. Yeah. And most of that was his fault, not being able to throw the, you know, throw the football. At the same time, we didn't have a lot of pressure on the quarterback at all coming from our defensive line um, or coming from the linebackers. Um, Jamie Burgess and Michael Kendricks were the only ones that registered um, any kind of hits on the quarterback uh, with, you know, Kendricks having that, you know, one lone sack. So, you know, the, the, the pass rush wasn't really there for me. Um, the run stopping wasn't really there for me. But the play out of the defensive backfield was there for me. So, you know, two's not there, one there for me mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball. I think had it been – had that game been a regular regular season game off of a good, you know, good opponent, um, I could see a lot of on-the-ground scoring from them. I don't know about too much in the air. Like I said, our defensive backfield looked like studs out there. Um, so, you know, I, I, I want to I see that cleaned up. I want to see a little more aggression coming out of the linebackers and coming out of the uh, defensive line there, you know. Yes. I mean, heck, you know, what's uh, what's his face? Miles Garrett played 16 plays, only registered, you know, an assist to tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's got to be got to be more out of those guys. Yes, yes, I, I completely agree. That and I, I'm kind of curious why uh, Larry Ogan Joby didn't get in there too much, <sighs> or why well, he's the second guy instead of the dude's a monster. He is a monster. You know, no stats registered for him in preseason week one. He played less than a quarter of football, um, but yeah, you know. I don't. I don't know. Was it you know, maybe the bend don't break mentality? I didn't. I didn't pay too much attention to the actual scheme of things. Maybe that's something I'll pay attention to preseason week two of how it was actually schemed and the actual play calls out there. Mm-hmm. But it kind of it, you know, it, from what I can remember watching it live, and I haven't been back watching you know the game since it was aired. Um, it just looked kind of uh, very vanilla up front. 
Yeah. It seemed to be it seemed to be our focus and like our game plan was for the defense was the bend don't break and don't give up big plays, make the tackle. Yeah. You know, let let them let them let them, you know, let them get a pass but make the tackle or get a good pass breakup. Yes. Yes, I I completely agree on that. Um So yeah, uh overall overall I was pretty impressed with what I've seen. Um yeah, it could have been more. Could have been more off the defensive side of the ball. Could have been more off the run game. Uh, and the penalties really killed us. Don't mean to sound like a Debbie Downer, but you know, yeah, you add you add all that up into a you know a regular season game off a tough tough opponent, and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough win. Yes, yes, I... you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to play that kind of football against a good opponent in the regular season and still win, even if you have receivers making catches. Yes, yes, I I completely agree. So uh, uh, back back to that, uh, we talked about we only allowed ten points uh, defensively. The last time we did that in an actual regular season game was twenty fifteen against the say or forty niners. Nice. So yeah, but I I will say overall. Actually, let me ask you this. Overall, what 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 is your um, your feeling on this team? Is it a positive feeling or a negative feeling? Oh, it's 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 definitely a, it's definitely a positive feeling. There's a little bit of negative takes, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely a positive feeling and definitely a promising feeling. Um, I think there's a lot that needs to be cleaned up. Uh, granted, it's only preseason week one, like we always keep saying, but there is a lot of things that need cleaned up um, from the penalties to the run game to the defensive run stops to the having pressure on quarterbacks. Um, but yeah, I think that the mindset of looking at the team, the quarterback play and the receiving play and the tight end play and the defensive backfield play kind of trumps all of the negativity into a positive outlook. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, no, I, 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 yeah. There's a lot more like to be liked than there is to dislike. Yeah. You know, the dislikes are kind of minor and kind of can be cleaned up really quick. Yeah. Uh, the likes are of likes that we haven't seen in a long time. Likes that I've never seen before myself. No, you've only been a Browns fan for four years. Hey, it's... No, it's 14. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I think we, we, we've covered the uh, preseason game about as best as we can. I mean, the punter punted the ball, the kicker kicked the ball, so there's special teams. Oh, actually, there is something I want to talk about special teams, and that goes back to Anthony uh, Antonio Callaway. That dude is fearless. Like That dude is fearless. Like, I don't think he un- – I'm almost certain the dude does not even know that you can call fair catch. Because, I mean, I'm so used to, you know, the ball just gets, like, someone's within 45 yards of the guy, the, the ball, or the guy catching the ball. You swear it's fair catch every single time. Antonio Callaway, there's no there's no fair catch. I think I think that the non-feelers part comes from, you know, him and his mind. He's got a lot to prove. Yes. And he's got a lot to prove to us, got a lot to prove to the national pundits, got a, got a lot to, you know, prove to himself, too. Um, so I think that, you know, he's going out there and busting his ass on every single play, doing as you know, much as he can mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. 
So uh, that's going to be something interesting to watch. It was it was actually kind of nice. I mean, I don't know if we actually had many um, special teams yards. I mean, I don't know if that's even a stat. Uh, uh, like a legit stat, you know, return yard. Oh, actually it is. But, uh, yeah, it, it'd be kind of curious. I, I, it'd be about three, three punt returns for 11 and seven or three kick returns for um, 70, uh, 76 yards. So at yep. least we're making positive yardage on special teams. That's something we hadn't seen in a long time. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. That and something I completely forgot is we have no more. Or Chris Tabor's no longer there, so I had completely forgot about him and the misery of Chris Tabor for the last decade or so. Well, you know, we had the we had the one fumble, which is you know, it is what it is. A third string guy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we didn't see any kind of stupidity on special teams. Mm-mm. I mean, other than – I think there was uh, some blocking or some penalties, something like that. Like that. But that's stuff you're going to have every game. I mean, Grant, you shouldn't have, but at the same time, it's – you. we've seen worse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We, we have seen worse, as I like to always Absolutely, say. we have. Um, so next next up we have um, – who's, who's next up? Oh, Buffalo. I'm sorry. Yeah. Buffalo next up in Cleveland. Um, game is going to be on, looks like – NFL Network again, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice that, you know, and I think that a lot of it has to do from actually having hard knocks um, of why we have so much national coverage on the preseason. We have, you know, three games on the NFL Network and then the Philadelphia one preseason week three is actually on Fox. Dude, I, um, would, I live on the western side of Ohio and it was blacked out because of the Bengals game. I, yeah, it was, it was blacked out where my uh, where I'm from too in Dayton. Yeah. Well, that, that's where I am from ish, just about. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that that had me so pissed off. I'm like, how? Why? Why? No, no. How were you able to watch it? I uh, I had all alternative methods. Um, I understand. Yeah, yep. uh, I I always have a uh, there's, there's always a way, one way or another. Um, sure. So I, I always found I've always found a way. So, but it was kind of annoying because I know, uh, especially more or less in preseason than I do in, in, uh, in regular season is I do like to jump on the dogs by nature's game threads, and I can't do that when I'm watching it the way I have to because mm-hmm. everything is like thirty seconds to a minute slow. So you already know what's gonna happen. I know you, you and, see, and, and, you and, see and, somebody go, "Oh crap!" or "Woohoo!" Oh know? yeah, you see touchdown. It's like. He just threw an incomplete pass. Hey, a touchdown. Then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, okay. Now I'm not as excited. So, like, uh, before last year, I didn't uh, – I didn't I, – uh, last year I had an NFL Sunday ticket. Beforehand, I had alternative means of watching games, and they were all at a, you know, delayed rate. So I just avoided yes. – I always avoided the uh, – um, the game threads. Game threads, like the play, because it would just, like, it would ruin it for me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I don't know what well, I was going with that. Next week, we do have Buffalo. Um, maybe Corey Coleman will play for him next week. <laughs> Who knows? He didn't play in preseason week one. I was, um, I was curious about that. 
No, he didn't play in preseason week one. Um, Josh Allen didn't look like complete trash. Um, he actually didn't. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, th- I think they'll showcase more of Josh Allen. Hopefully we can get pressure on him because one of the knocks of him coming out of college was, you know, he's garbage when there is pressure on him. So hopefully we do bring a lot more blitzes and, um, you know, our defensive lines and linebackers can actually get to the quarterback this time around. Um, they di- They didn't seem to give up too many rushing yards against the uh, Panthers that I can remember. Um, I don't I don't have the stats in front of me from that Panthers game against the Bills. Um, but, you know, hopefully we can get our ground game going and uh, get, you know, pressure back on the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, looking at Car- looking at the box scores uh, from that, they what? Not even a hundred yards. Carolina did, no. didn't get a hundred yards uh, rushing, so that'd be something interesting to see. Um, I it's it's going to be kind of interesting. Uh, see how long we see uh, Josh Allen out there versus uh, Nathan Peterman because Nathan Peterman played quite a bit of that game last week. And he did play quite a bit, and I think he, you know, he was almost damn near perfect on that game too. And I would and then, be worried. Well, yeah, he had ten yard. Or, well, he actually no. Never mind. Allen played most of the game. Sorry, I, 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 I am incorrect. He, Nathan Peterman had one touchdown, one interception, was nine for ten. Now Josh Allen, he looked kind of like Kaiser. Got a touchdown. His accuracy isn't great. Got a little over 100 yards, but nothing fancy. So, mm-hmm. still glad we got Baker. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I wouldn't go back and draft anybody else. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I think what I'm going to do this game more is, is actually pay attention more towards, you know, our receivers and our um, defense, mainly because for the fact is, all right, I've seen, I've watched Baker can do what he can do. Now I'm going to watch him still. I'm going to enjoy watching him. Yes. But I'm going to start paying attention to more than just what our quarterbacks are doing. Yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. So. All right. Well, let's, let's wrap it up. And, you know, until next week, um, when we come back next week, we'll have another episode of Hard Knocks to talk about. Yes, we'll sir. have preseason game two against the Bills to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then anything that shakes down. It looks like, uh, speaking of hard knocks and the Bills, and one player we shipped up to Buffalo was Corey Coleman. Uh, looks like from that preview of hard knocks that him and Hugh got into some heated exchange yeah. during the preview of hard knocks. So that'll be interesting to see of how all that unfolded. Hopefully it's pretty much telling him, hey man, you suck. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And also another thing, because uh, they mentioned was John Dorsey was talking about bringing in some wide receivers this week. So that's got to be something to keep an eye out for, who it is. Yeah, is it going to be Des Bryant? Is it not? We're on hey, you know, if, if they add Des, great. If they don't, great. You know, I, I think he can – do I think he can help the team being a such an old receiver? Yes, actually I do. Um, I think he'll help out a lot of the young guys because you know Dez is Dez is a Dez is a baller ha, has been his whole career. Um, granted, his production's fell off, but you know you bring that kind of guy in that's gonna you know is he gonna demand the ball all the time? Is he gonna get in arguments when he doesn't get the football? 
you know, do we need that? No, not really. Um, could we use the competitiveness? Yeah, we could. Could we use another receiver? Yeah, we could. Uh, what's his contract going to be? Who knows? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, you know, him and him and Dorsey kind of, you know, were going back and forth. I guess a little bit during preseason, you know, week one about you know him tweeting out, you know. Hey, I'm going to come see you, Mr. Dorsey. And, you know, somebody tweeted out that they were up in the um, the box with Dorsey, and he picked up the phone and said, you know, hey, it's, you know, he's not picking up. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll, we'll see. That, 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 like I said, that's going to be something to keep an eye out with on, see how the uh, wide receiver room shakes out the next week or so. Yep, definitely. So, so with that, let's wrap it up. Uh, Darth, I'll be talking to you. People out in Radio Land, uh, pay attention to when the podcast will actually drop via SoundCloud. Uh, make sure we get it out on Twitter for you guys to uh, look for. And um, always a good show, Darth. Oh, yeah. Until uh, next time, you stay classy. Yeah, thank you, sir. All right. All of my life waiting for you. Just to be by your side And to see it through And you'd call my name But what would you say If you knew my play Then who are you? Oh, and you call Down in Anchor State And if they told you what? Then why are you standing there all of my life? My name is Spencer Hall. My name is Jason Kirk. My name is Ryan Nanny. And when we combine, we form the, the Shutdown, Shutdown Fultron. Keep telling you we're not Voltron. The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast, but it's also a show about lawn care disasters, regional grocery stores we love, Tennessee Batman, homeowners associations, bears and video games. I mean, there's also some actual football discussion, like about coaches having huge contracts or coaches making terrible decisions or coaches saying really stupid things. Or the NCAA saying really stupid things. Yeah, there's lots of stupid things in this big, dumb, beautiful sport. Sometimes we talk about football games. Allegedly. If you want to take college football exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken, come find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts like this one. The Shutdown Fullcast. It's not Voltron.